to Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Marie Bonner. Listen for commentary, interviews, and information on how to grow your business. For all the details, contact BusinessScaleInsightsNetwork.com. So, Empire Builders, are you ready? Here's Kimberly Marie Bonner. Hi, LJ. Hi, Kim. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on this podcast, Business Scale Insights. This is our second segment that we are talking about crisis leadership. And for those of you who are listening, we already recorded our first segment, which was uh, crisis communications. And I really, really encourage everyone who is listening Please check that one out first and then come and listen to this one because they really are going to dovetail and it's so many important gems of wisdom that LJ dropped in the first episode that I don't want anyone to miss. So anyway, uh, Miss LJ, I want you to introduce yourself again to those who, again, may be disobedient and not listen to me. (laughs) And listen to the first segment. So please just do a brief intro and then we'll dive into the topic of crisis leadership. Absolutely. So hello, everyone. My name is LJ Wilson. I'm the principal and founder of LJW Social Media and PR Strategies. I've been working in communications for over 15 years. I started LJW Social Media and PR Strategies in 2012 and created social media strategies for small businesses and crisis communication strategies as well. Um, I left the business for several years to focus on education communications. And after having my son, I decided it was time to revamp the business and place a strong focus on crisis communications. And here we are. Could you have ever imagined like six months later, you'd be in the middle of a worldwide pandemic? No, (laughs) absolutely not. Crazy, crazy. (laughs) So, so the reason why I I invited LJ is because I'm seeing such a, 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 a deficit in crisis communications from our small businesses. Many of you like me, have received these very tone deaf emails um, that really were in many cases off putting Uh um, sometimes downright offensive. Uh Uh, And uh, it, it just didn't, it just didn't stop. It seemed to get worse as time went on and then coupled with just leadership failures and we're seeing leadership failures everywhere. We see it on the news every night, quite frankly. We see it on the local, state, and national level. We're seeing it in the businesses and the nonprofits that we work with every day. Um, and there's leadership and then there's crisis leadership. Uh-huh. And they're two different skill sets. And so I think. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, I want um, LJ to talk about that because I think a lot of people who think that they're wonderful leaders generally when things are okay or things are, even if they're okay, they're not like this. This is a crisis the likes of which the world, the world, there's no part of the world that has escaped this. And it's going to take a different type of leadership skill. So can you kind of describe what crisis leadership looks like? 
LJ? Yes. So I'm going to define crisis leadership as someone who exhibits the following traits. Number one, they must be decisive. Number two, they must be prepared, meaning you have already put together a crisis communication strategy and are able to lead with confidence. If you have not put something together, you have put together a task force. So I'm just saying, just being prepared, responsible. Um, Absolutely must be empathetic. Understand what your team and the world is dealing with right now. If empathy is not a strength, uh, gosh, that's going to show up. And trust me, you may lose some employees because of it. Um, I would say the next one is promote connection and belonging. You have to have that ability to be able to promote that. And you must nurture hope and spread optimism. Uh, I think those are um, really key in crisis leadership. And that's a lot to dig into. Um, and I and I and I want to make sure that I wrote them all down because I want to be a good student myself. So you, in order to be a, a strong uh, crisis leader or strong in crisis leadership, you said number one, you have to be decisive. Why did you pick that as your number one quality? I said decisive because. Um, There have been, I mean, I've seen it on TV with some leadership in terms of some governors who Mm -hmm. have not been decisive. I've heard them say, well, I'm waiting for the president to say what I need to do. And I'm like, well, hold on. You're the leader in this. Uh, You need to make the decision. Decisiveness, when you're indecisive, it shows, um, it makes people lack confidence in your leadership. So, you know, that's why being prepared is important. So um, I'm very surprised that, you know, uh, especially at the government level, that there wasn't any kind of crisis communication <laughs> strategy. It, I am too. It shows, I, I mean, we, we're talking about small businesses, but on the top level, there wasn't. So being prepared, and sometimes you can't prepare. So if you can't be prepared, you got to be decisive. You have to be able to take a stand and take that stand and believe in that stand. And people will, people will be behind you. And well, if you mess up, they'll still be behind you because you took that stand and it sounded like you knew what you were doing, that you felt confident. <laughs> well, what if, particularly with this pandemic, and this is the pain that I see governmental leaders and certain types of small business owners in. Like, let's say I'm in the state of Florida, it's massive hospitality. Mm -hmm. And you've got a lot of hotels, but particular restaurants. Mm -hmm. And you, there is so much that we know now that we didn't know in the past. And for the, for the, for whatever reason, so many people are like, oh, I didn't know you could be, you were, if you were asymptomatic, you could spread the disease. Mm-hmm. And so for, for a lot of these business owners, I think they are indecisive, LJ, because they're getting bad information and they don't know who to trust. Yeah. So it's hard to make a hard decision when you don't know what information is good information. Yes. Okay. So when you're dealing with something like that, that's where the being empathetic 
really comes into play. Because if you're leading with, say, yeah, okay, you are a decisive person, but you're not trusting all of the information that you're getting from the top. Your empathy is going to help you with your employees because you can have that that just really down-to-earth conversation with them saying, look, I'm getting a lot of information from here and I'm getting a lot of information from here. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know which way to go with this. But what I do know is that right now, all of the employees, all of you are going to have to go back home because I'm not sure. Or if it's the latter. If you say that with concern, being empathetic, showing that you care, the employees, of course, are going to be upset, first of all, that they're losing their job, but they'll be able to look back and say he was honest or she was honest. They didn't know, and they were just making the best decision that they could. I love that. I love that. So when you can't be as decisive as you want to be because you don't have all of the information and you're just making a kind of a stopgap decision in, in trying to do the best you can to help people and mm-hmm. to make sure people don't die. Yes. Um, just being really transparent with people, yes. authentic and, and direct. Yes. And say, I'm not doing this, you know, I'm doing this because I want you alive. Yes. <laughs> you know, I want to live, I want you to live, and I want my clients to live. And that's more important than anything. Like, you know, I can, I can, I can come back and build another business or even build this business. But if I die or you die, you're not coming. We're not, we're, we're not, not coming back. You. We're not going to come back. <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> if we lose, if we lose a third of our clients, they're gone. Like, or a quarter of our clients particularly in South Florida, where you have such an elderly population, they're not coming back. They're not paying the bills. So um, talking to people in that way, I do think can help. But I I, I think sometimes people are afraid Mm -hmm. to have those crucial conversations because it may make them appear weak. Mm. Or you know what I'm saying? In this particular crisis, it can't make you appear weak when you're being empathetic and understanding. What that will do is bring your employees back. They'll have an understanding and see, this is the next part of that. After you've been empathetic and you've told them that you're just kind of, you're you're trying to understand everything that's going on. Then there's the promoting of the connection and the belonging and the nurturing hope and spreading optimism. You just don't let them go. You should, if if it's a small business, you should be calling them, seeing how they're doing, letting them know, hey, I know that, you know, you're laid off. Look, keeping up with the unemployment news because you want those people to come back. I know. Oh, go ahead, Kim. Yeah. And and saying things like, listen, I've applied for the PPP. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to get it because it's a hot mess, Mm -hmm. but I have tried Mm -hmm. and I'm doing everything in my power to keep all of you. And I need you all to understand 
I'm doing everything I know how to do. Exactly. And then the next part that you want to be transparent with, because some employees are looking at stories about, you know, um, small businesses giving them money or whatever. The next part you need to be transparent about is, look, we were operating in the negative for a while while you were working here. You know, we're just making it. Right. So I'm not going to be able to give you guys like just some money, you know, while, you know, you're out, unfortunately. But my goal is to come back and to be able to be there for you. So, you know, if you have to give them, if if they're going to have to go on unemployment, be honest with them. Because what we're discovering is that a lot of these businesses were operating on a negative. Particularly in the restaurant uh, game. Yes. Oh my word. Particularly in the restaurant game. Even people have no idea. Like Cheesecake Factory. I would have never known that. I well, when you look at that overhead, I mean that's a large building. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's a massive facility. That doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. But I know a lot of people think that the margins and. The restaurant industry is so great and they're not, they're really not. So, but okay. So I, I think people who have strong innate leadership skills, Mm -hmm. they will get probably three and being empathetic four promote connection and belonging and five nurture hope. And what was the one? Spread optimism. Spread optimism. Yes. Okay, the part that is outside of people's control right now mm-hmm. to assert to a large degree is the preparation. Yes, piece. yes. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, it would be ideal for, okay, I'll just give you an example. Uh, we have a, a huge elderly population. We, and in Florida, they have assisted living facilities. We've got, um, obviously nursing homes. And then we also have communities, whole communities, like with um, apartment complexes and single family homes that are built for older individuals. When you're serving that kind of sensitive, vulnerable community, ideally, LJ, you'd want to be able to test everybody. Yes. Like, so that you would be able to tell your employees, listen, I love you enough to tell you, like, Every single, if, if it was possible, I would test you every day. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> until, <laughs> until this is over, because this is just going to be the new normal. I cannot risk you coming in here, serving, et cetera, and so forth. So that to me is a critical part of preparedness because it doesn't make sense. You know, if, if every, if you know somebody's positive, well, you, you have to tell them, no, you can't, you can't work here for the next two weeks to a month you can't come back i'm sorry yes um and you and and if if you have to explain it to them and break it down but you would think they would know why right (laughs) yeah so you can't work here you cannot work here i'm sorry you tested (laughs) positive for COVID 19 and we deal with elderly yeah okay so but when you have such a testing fiasco lj like we have right now how does one really prepare, like prepare, prepare? Because um, I, 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 that's what I'm thinking 
um, out loud for people in my audience. Like when so much is unknown and so much, mm-hmm. so much of the things and the tools that we need, even the PPE, my God, the, the hospitals can't even get the PPE. So how are we getting, so if we can't get the testing and we can't get the PPE, how do we prepare? Well, say for example, you know, you want to be able to have your employees tested. You want to be able to do all those things, depending if it's a nursing home, a small business or, you know, so on and so forth. The thing is that you really have to break it down and find out what are the most critical things to your business and that the people are the most critical things to your business. So if you don't have those resources to be able to do that, and it's not your fault, it's just because the state and, of course, our country at this time doesn't have it, then you have to be honest and say, you know, I am looking out for the safety of the people that I work for. And I'm looking out for the safety of you because I care about you. And I can't, you know, be, I can't open up my business and (laughs) have sick people getting each other sick because I care about you. So when you ask me like, okay, so Latramisa, how do they prepare for something that's not preparing, that there's no way for them to prepare? then that's when you really have to think about what is your goal? Your goal is what? To keep your employees alive. Your goal is what? To keep yourself alive. Your goal is what? To keep your business going. Your goal is to keep your integrity of your business. If I'm going to keep the integrity of my business, then I'm going to operate it as such to make sure that everybody stays healthy until we know what's going on. I can guarantee you that the empathetic part, the whole connecting and spreading optimism, making sure that you're calling and making sure that everyone's all right. And then also keeping them up to date on how you're planning to get tests for your employees or letting them know that you're working to find out what you can do or even finding out where's a testing center for your employees to go. And you know, also employees have to get, they have to get approved by their doctor. So, so say you do want to get all your employees tested so that they can get ready to work and you can put up a a sign saying all of my employees are COVID free. Exactly. Right. Then they would have to go to their doctor and ask them if they can be tested so that they can go back to work. So that would be something between the, the job and if it's not essential, then how are they going to be able to do that? So the most important thing is to have a plan in place. Like, what do we do now? Right? Okay, well, I do want my business to open. We have to plan for them to get tests. So how can I do that? If I'm non-essential, I can't do that. So we're at a standstill. But I'm going to keep my employees up to date to let them know that, look, I'm looking to try to see how I can get you tested so that we can go and open up our business and say that all of my employees are COVID. Exactly. You know, well then of course people are going to come into the, they're going to come into the place, but who knows what other extras may happen because of this. Some places may open up and say that you have to have some kind of permission slip saying that you are COVID free. If you want to eat here. Right. We don't really know how extra this is going to be. So sometimes this is one of those instances that it's, 
you can't be prepared. But I would say that if you had a crisis communication strategy, there are tentacles of that crisis communication strategy that can be used for a pandemic. And although the crisis communication strategy has always been put on the back burner by leadership, a good leader is always thinking about the holes in their business. Right. I agree. A partner that you work And you with. have to now. And you and you have to now. And I, I just want to add this because okay. we're coming to the end of the episode. Um, if people, I, I really want to ground my um, listeners and my audience into this new normal. If, if you really think that all of this is going to go away in three to six months, I, I, I hate to break it to you, but no, it's not. Um, and it, we have no vaccine. Uh, and this is an incredibly contagious respiratory illness that is fatal. And it's very quick when people get it. It's like, you know, so this idea that we're going to somehow have a panacea and come mm-hmm. out of this in six months is not, I think, based no. in the data and Mm -hmm. the science that we have so far. I think every small business has to be prepared for the new normal. Even when we, even if best case scenario, we get a vaccine in early 2020, the vaccine has to be Uh utilized. It has to be given. It has to be dispersed throughout Uh the population. So that's going to take several months after that. So we really need a crisis communications, crisis leadership expert like L.J. Wilson for such a time as this (laughs) for, in my opinion, the next two years. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm just telling you, I'm just keeping it 100 (laughs) for the next two years at a minimum because People are not just going to go back like it was pre-COVID. Everybody's just not going to be like, oh, I'm going here. I'm going to this big crowd. I'm going to go to this (laughs) big concert. I'm going to go to this. It's not happening. It's not happening. That's not happening. And so you have to be really thinking about this. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, my, my sister, my mother, myself, we even said, we're not going back to the old nail salon that uh-huh. we used to go to because that nail salon was huge and it had, um, there were a lot of opportunities for airborne illnesses to be passed. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. So everyone <laughs> is, I mean, whether you have to be thinking seriously about this. So I need you to give your call to action and let people know LJ how, I mean, they, Folks, you need to call LJ. That's all I have to say. You need to call LJ. <laughs> Tell them you. how they can reach you. So my call to action is, and, and if you want to reach me and you need someone to help you with your crisis communications, help you put together a plan, um, you can reach me by visiting my site at ljwsocialmediapr.com or email me at ljwsocialmedia.com and pr at gmail.com 
and I will get right back with you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, LJ. I learned so much in this, in these two episodes, and I know my audience did as well. And everybody, I here's to your success. I want you to be well and be safe. Be safe, Take everyone. Care. Bye. Bye-bye. If you already have a proven business model, but have concerns about the best way to grow and scale, then you should contact the experts at New Day Consulting Systems. New Day uses innovative techniques to 10 times the impact of your business. Your local business can become a regional, national, or international enterprise. New Day Consulting Systems will show you how. For more information and to get started with New Day, visit the website at NewDayConsultingSystems.com. One word, NewDayConsultingSystems.com. To get your business off the ground and into orbit, contact New Day today. Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Marie Bonner. To get her personal attention to you and your empire, go to BusinessScaleInsightsNetwork.com. That's BusinessScaleInsightsNetwork.com. And tune in again next week for more from Kimberly Marie Bonner with Business Scale Insights.